The following podcast is a proud member of the Blue Collar Roots Network. Find all the shows by visiting bluecollarroots.com. It's like your favorite call-in radio show, without being able to call in, and without being on the radio. Building HVAC Science with Bill Spohn. Welcome back to another episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast, where it's our goal to create better and more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance technicians. By helping these professions work together, better understand each other with the ultimate goal of making the customers happy in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. Today is the day where we talk about exactly what that topic sentence is for the whole podcast. We'll be talking with Neil Comparetto and Michael Hausch. Neil and Michael are working with Nate Adams and Ted Kidd to develop a system, if you will, called Home Performance 2.0. It consists of a series of steps of client education, initial paid consulting, no freebies here, a comprehensive planning process, executing the process, quality control, and then continuous optimization with monitoring. There's a ton of great information here. Take a look at the show notes for some links on how to get some of the free downloads and how to reach out and get in touch with Nate, Ted, Michael, and Neil, who are our guests today. A lot of the topics we talk about involve overcoming the pain of being a residential HVAC business owner. Now, that's something everybody, I think, who's listening can relate to because it involves both home performance, which is half of our audience, and HVAC, which is the other half of our audience. And those halves are whatever percentages they end up being. So I'd like to take a close listen to what Neil and Michael talk about today as we discuss home performance 2.0. Neil, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Bill. How are you? Good. And Michael, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me. Fine. So you two gentlemen are involved in something called Home Performance 2.0. Give me an idea. We'll start with Michael. When did you start doing this and what is it in your opinion? What is it in your words? I've been interested in home performance for probably a year, year and a half, but have hooked up with Nate Adams and Ted Kidd probably in the last six months. And Nate's developed a good process to offer solutions to the customers that I couldn't really offer or didn't have a good process to do beforehand. So it's helped integrate some things into my business that represent what we stand for to begin with. So it's been a great fit for me. And Neil, when did you get involved with this thing called home performance? I got involved with a little over a year ago. And for about eight months, I was doing what I call home performance 1.0. And I found that there's a lot of flaws in it and wasn't really getting the results that I expected. So about six months ago, along with Michael, we started working with Nate and it really changed kind of my outlook on projects and how to approach them and found immediate success doing it. How would you describe Home Performance 1.0? Neil, you can start. So at the company I was at, my role was basically a sales technician, home performance sales. So I was fed calls, problems, and I would go out and run calls. And what I found I was doing was offering a whole bunch of free advice and spending a lot of time trying to educate people. And what I found that a lot of times that sale wasn't being made, I come from a mechanical background. 
technician. So I'm not like classically trained salesman. So some of that might have been on me, right? That uh, wasn't producing as well as some might expect. But in a nutshell, it was a lot of wasted time, I felt like. That was frustrating. We would do a, an audit, essentially, for next to nothing. And I would spend three hours on site and then another hour in the background writing a report. A lot of times, the client wasn't really qualified, meaning that because the price of the audit was so low that it's like, sure, I'll do that. And four hours later, yeah, they got a great deal. But from a business standpoint, that's not a good model. So home performance 2.0 is different where you're essentially getting paid for your sales time and you're operating as a consultant rather than a salesman. Pressure's off. You don't have to sell anything. Your time's paid for. And the results, at least for me, were that I was selling a lot more. Uh, just a completely different approach. I assume you guys are both sort of on the same page with this Home Performance 2.0 versus what 1.0 was. So, Michael, are the solutions you provide the same, just the way you get there different, like the technical solutions? It's different for every house, and I'll be frank that I haven't sold a full solution package. The old way or the typical HVAC way is to offer equipment based on what's there and the contractor kind of assumes liability or the homeowner thinks that there's design involved when there really isn't. And so for me, the process has allowed me to offer a design approach or the standard HVAC approach, which is put in the size equipment that's there now, perhaps do a load calc and see if things are grossly off, but that depends on the state you're in. In my area, you're not required to do load calculations. And so, it is more about being upfront and honest with the customer and giving them options to choose from, which fits into the way I like to operate anyways. We'll take a step back and Neil started into this with a little bit about his background. So give us sort of your history and your background, Neil, that led you up to this point where you're doing something new with Home Performance 2.0. My background's HVAC. I was an installer by choice for 14 years. Jim Berkman says you have those repeated years of experience, and uh, <laughs> I had some of that, right? And then a few years ago, I was given a big project, and I was a little over my head, and I started researching, and then I found home performance, basically. And then it was like the light went off. It was like, okay, this is how you get really good, where you're combining the HVAC with the home performance, and now you can actually fix problems and not mask it. So I moved from the Washington, D.C. area to Richmond, and I found a company that does home performance. And it was a great opportunity for me to kind of hone my skills a little bit. I worked there for a little bit over a year, and I recently started a company with John Semelhack. He's close by, and we're going to be doing high-performance HVAC and home-performance contracting. 
that's a little bit of my background and where we want to go is the high performance HVAC route on new construction and in retrofit houses situations doing home performance anywhere from I call it the footer of the house all the way up to the ridge vac. so everything in between. Michael what's your background look like how can you describe it to the listeners? So I'm a third generation HVAC owner. We've been in business since 1954 and primarily come from a field and technician background. I purchased the residential side of our company in 2013, but we have done sort of the home performance 1.0 path working for state utility companies in the past and just the results aren't there. But we do higher quality work and are interested in testing and proving our results. So that's kind of what we're about. What's the three words that describe the difference between Home Performance 1.0 and 2.0 and what you've encountered? What are the top three things that come to mind? And I'll, I'll pitch that one at Neil. Top three is there's actually a plan. It's a process. It's step by step. So if you're in a position where you want to get started with something, a lot of the legwork has been done and you can kind of fit right into it. You're not going to necessarily hit the ground running at full speed, but the learning curve I feel is pretty short. And I know that was an exact answer to your question, but that's my experience with the difference. Another one is, at least coming from my situation, was the paid consultation opposed to a, a free estimate. So I was expected to go into a situation and provide a solution at initially. Houses are pretty complex. We all know that. It's a little unfair to everybody involved to try to come up with a solution within an hour or two. So Home Performance 2.0 slows down the process. It's really good communication between all parties, and it's a mutual process to come up with a plan that fits house needs and budget and expectations, and the results are happy people, everyone involved. Not saying that with Home Performance 1.0, you're going to hit on some because some things are kind of obvious, but my experience is I always change my mind. I don't know if, Michael, you could probably relate to this as you have an idea what you want to do, and then two days later, you're driving down the street, and you're like, you know what? This would be a better way to do it, where if you're just offering solutions like right off the bat, it's kind of hard to go back to the client and change things. So it slows it down, and you're getting paid for your time. Those are the things that I enjoyed about it a lot. Does it help you figure out like if it's a good client to begin with? Yeah. You're right, because there are steps to it. So first step is getting paid for a consultation. So if the client's not going to pay for a consultation, they're probably not going to buy the solutions. So at that first step, it's basically you're trying to figure out the house needs, the goals of the client, and the budget. And it's an interview and some basic testing, blower door, things like that, inspection. And at the end of that, does it make sense? Do we have a viable project? Does it make sense to take the next step? And once you take the, the next step would be actually like a planning process where there would be another audit, a more detailed audit. 
there would be some energy modeling. There would be plans of like, all right, we have these issues. How do we fix them? And there's time to come up with a plan, a real plan. And you're also getting paid for it. I feel it's a win-win-win situation, right? So from my standpoint of being an HVAC contractor, dealing with free quotes, I'm able to be upfront and honest with them and say, this is the industry standard, which is quoting based off what's there, a little bit of design work possibly, or have a design path, which starts with an initial. And at that initial, even if they choose not to go forward with the planning process, then I have a blower door number to fall back to the original plan with more information and better details to provide a better solution. And so that also gives us the time, as Neil was saying, where it slows the process down. Like that is something that has beneficial to me because I've always felt rushed in my uh, original or typical HVAC process, right? You're doing the dog and pony show in front of the customer talking about inverters or variable speed, this or that, but you really don't have a good sense. And I am absolutely like Neil, where I'll think about it two or three days later and think, this is a better idea. You have to iterate over your solutions. And it's a lot nicer given the time and opportunity to be able to do that and get paid for it along the way. Neil mentioned the word happy. Happier customers. Neil seems to feel happier about it. I'll ask you that question too, Michael. Do you feel happier and is the work more fun? Is it more interesting? Does it resonate with you? Absolutely. I mean, it fits into my personality, really. And so I like to test things and I like to get paid. And so it kind of works out well where you can't offer those kinds of services for free. And so that's the beauty of Nate's process and trying to fit it into the typical HVAC model. I'm probably more of that model than what Neil came from or was doing prior. They had a dedicated home performance. Yeah, I was being fed home performance calls and Michael's doing replacement leads and things like that. A little bit different. I think Nate and Ted's goal is really to have HVAC contractors take this approach because not a lot of people were doing home performance currently. And it works for those people too. If their approach isn't working as they expect, my position, it helped me a lot. And then if you're not doing home performance at all, there's a path for that as well, which is the one Michael's taking. Not that you weren't doing it at all, but it's a different step. Let me kind of encapsulate my definition of home performance, and that's treating the house as a system, and it's delivering comfort, good air quality, durability, and reasonable energy costs. Would you guys amplify or change that in any way? Yeah, it's safety. Safety, okay. Yeah, that's the kind of standard definition, and yeah, you do all those things, and yeah, I always say that you do the health, comfort, 
safety and durability and energy savings is a nice byproduct of that. Well, what I would add there is that you also get happy clients, right? So in all of those things that were just mentioned, the customer or occupier of the building is left out, although they get the benefit. But what really matters is the customer experience through the whole process. And I think that we could all agree on that. Bill does a great job with customer experience at True Tech Tools, and that's beneficial to business. So Nate Adams, can one of you tell me about Nate Adams? And he's got a partner, Ted Kidd. So they're really the ones sort of that are creating this. Is that correct? Yes. Nate, and he's been on here before. I think he's probably told his story. But essentially, he was a insulation contractor and miserable. And he kind of changed his business to doing more of a consultations and things like that. He teamed up with Ted and they came up with this approach and they really fine-tuned it, and now they have goals of expanding that and helping other contractors or consultants do home performance at a higher level. One of the things, I know they have some training or coaching, if you will, and you guys meet regularly. You talked about the happy clients. How about like a training aspect? I mean, are you doing things that require a lot of training, or is that there's a sales training, then there's a technical aspect? Because you're doing some things that are not traditional HVAC, is that correct? I would say that it's currently in its infancy and trying to figure out how to bring it to HVAC, which is what a lot of our regular meetings are about with kind of a core group of people. As far as the actual implementation or doing the initial visits, I think that that's one of the benefits for contractors as well is one of their goals is to make it easy enough to follow for a lower-waged person to be able to do the initial visits. Now, there is going to need to be somebody more skilled during the planning process, but the actual taking measurements and audits is not a huge skill gap for a somewhat good technician. When it comes to working with the clients, are they given choices, things they can accept, decline? How does that go? Is that a little different than the typical sales call for HVAC? So it's more of a mutual agreement. So options are given and it's very thorough. Okay. So what I've found is typical sales approach is you kind of don't necessarily offer everything. You make decisions on your own. I'm not going to offer this or... Let me just tell a quick story. Sure. Stories are good. This is one of the things I really took away from this. Even when I wasn't doing a consultation or following the exact process was to kind of take the responsibility off of me as a salesman or whatever. So I was running a crawl space encapsulation lead. And during my inspection, I saw a little bit of water under there. It hasn't rained in a while. And what I did was I quoted the crawl space. I told him, the client, that, hey, look, there's a possibility of water intrusion, something that might have to be dealt with. The day we came to start the crawl space, my mechanic called me and said, half the crawl space is underwater. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So it made the conversation of, hey, look, remember what we talked about? 
and I quoted, that's, we need to put a drainage system in. And he said, sure. And he has a great crawl space right now. He's got an encapsulated crawl space, drainage system, the whole nine. Now, if I didn't have that conversation initially, because I was just trying to get the sale, like it's hard to put an extra 5,000 on it. Some people are scared to make that recommendation because it'll scare the client away. So it's kind of changed my mindset where I will offer more things now and kind of got slightly off track, but it is a thorough process. There will be things that are offered. And if the client declines certain things and it turns out that maybe they shouldn't have declined it, that's on them. Where if you're not offering things or you're making the decisions as a consultant or salesman and something goes wrong, now it's your problem. So it's a mutual ownership or joint ownership of the situation. So in order for the customer or the client to be informed, do you distribute any kind of materials to them or you just let them learn on their own? And how do you do that? Yeah. So they have a Nate and Ted of the Home Comfort Book, which is, in my opinion, the best book geared towards homeowners explaining home performance. It's really good. I had a client recently buy one and now the job went from a small job to it's probably going to be something larger. They offer free chapters. So there's a Home Comfort 101, an HVAC 101 that's available to anybody that would like to read them. And what I found is sending that to clients as a primer, because really this stuff is like magic to them. Like if you just start talking home performance and building science and they have no experience with it, it's kind of mind blowing. So I found that providing them with the free chapters as a primer really opens them up to conversations, understanding that they normally wouldn't have. Okay. So it's an educational thing for the client or the customer too. Where do you get those? Is there a website, a web address? Yeah. Nate the House Whisperer is the uh, website, and he has a special link for contractors to use. And Michael, I haven't been as active in the group lately, but essentially the payment is that the contractors send it to the client and then they tell Nate how their experience with it, right? Yeah. So part of the thing is we're looking for more people to adopt or help us everyone figure out how this will work for HVAC companies. And so in order to get more coaching or if you want to move further into this process, one of the requirements is to share the free chapters and tell a story about it. It can be a simple story of what the homeowner's experience was or what your experience was as a contractor. And so for me, it's been very beneficial. I'm like Neil, where I send the HVAC 101 chapter before every quote that I do. And it has really given them a better understanding of how complicated the decision they're about to make is. And as opposed to making a decision based off of cost of equipment or being rushed. It sounds like it's a new concept. It's really just starting to roll out. Are there some plans and how it works with the business? Does it help with seasonality and things like that? Because in my mind, home performance is sort of the kind of thing you can do just about any 
day of the year. Is that true? Is that the way you see it? Is that the benefit? That's the way I see it is that for a lot of these clients or the way I intend on adopting it into my business is to plant a lot of seeds and get the process started well in advance. That way I can push it to my slow times a year if need be, kind of fill out the valleys that are just natural in at least my climate. And finding customers. Neil, why don't you answer this one? How do you find customers that are interested or do they find you? Well, that's part of the, I want to say the issue is with home performance is that it's a lot of people are unaware of it. So my experience is I had stuff fed to me, so I didn't have to go out and do it. So I don't have a lot of experience about generating leads. My current business is reliant on John, essentially, because he's an established person in this field, in this area. I don't really have an answer for that. I know that Nate wants to incorporate into Home Performance 2.0 people that come to his website and kind of distribute those leads if they're from outside of his area to clients that he is working with, which he's already done one for me. That was really good. Well, one of the things that it works for HVAC contractors is we have, or hopefully have existing maintenance customers and the planning process isn't for everybody and that's okay too, but it allows you to plant seeds and get the process rolling and draw from your existing customer base and perhaps get bigger sales and bigger jobs out of the people that really want to solve problems. That sounds like you then you have to like clearly state, are you experiencing this? Are you feeling that? Do you have this situation? What are some of the talking points you bring up to clients to try to bring out that they have a home performance issue? Because they're not going to say that. They're not going to say to you, I got a home performance issue. That's part of something that's still in its infancy. We're trying to work out some basic questions, but it's comfort problems. Do you have rooms that are hotter or colder than others? Does anyone suffer from allergies? Are you concerned about safety or mold issues? Kind of similar things that are often asked in HVAC anyways for IAQ stuff, but you're able to gauge whether offering a solution or a package is going to fit well with them. So you kind of gauge it off of customer response a little bit and is going to be different for everybody. But part of the idea is to soften it and make it really easy. It's essentially you offer two paths. It's a path of what you normally do or a design approach and allow them to make that decision based off of some simple maybe five questions that are asked and are probably asked in a sales presentation anyways. I got a question for Neil. What keeps you interested in doing this? It actually, it motivated you to change the direction of your career. What's got you hooked? Ah, oh, geez, hooked. <laughs> I am hooked. It's just the want to do a really good job. I've always, even when I was just installing HVAC, uh, you can talk to the guys I work with. I, I made it look good, right? I was always trying to strive to do a good job. 
And I find it really fun to solve problems. And a lot of times you really can't solve problems outside of like all we're trained to solve, like to fix the unit, things like that. And in order to actually solve problems, you have to get to the root cause. And that's where the eureka moment was, was that I'm only seeing half the picture. I enjoy solving problems. I enjoy fixing houses. I enjoy the work. I, and that's kind of what keeps me going. I think it's fun. Cool. And Michael, you said earlier, it fits in with your personality. You kind of covered that already. You like to test and get paid. And I think part of that too, just from knowing you a couple of years that I have is you do like to solve clients' problems. You're happy when the customer's happy. Absolutely. I mean, it comes down to trust and a partnership with each other, which is what I feel I have anyways, right? And so it's allowing me to offer more services in a way that is comfortable to me, which honestly, I'm a poor salesman, right? I do better with relationships and long-term conversations that occur. And so it's building that trust and having a bridge to build that trust on clients I would typically lose that aren't normal maintenance customers for me, the people that are just calling out of the blue for a free quote or whatever and don't know the business I operate or my goals, anything like that. It allows me to kind of define that in a better way than I was able to do face-to-face. Or maybe it's like more touch points or iterations of this is what we're about. So if you send them the free chapters beforehand, and then you kind of reiterate some of those ideas when you're actually in front of the customer, it gives them a better representation, I feel, of what I stand for. And both of you shared with me beforehand some of your notes. And I think one of the interesting thing here was what's called the Home Performance 2.0 process, which is education, which is the downloads, the guides you're talking about, Home Comfort and HVAC 101. The initial consultation, which we've talked a little bit, where you actually get paid for that consultation. And then, Michael, you referred to the planning process was really core to things and fits in well with your personality as it does with Neil. Then there's the actual project work, which I think a lot of people just sort of jump to that and then forget about the rest. So it's this runway up to the project, would you say, Neil, that makes a difference? Correct. Yep. The planning process is different. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some plans going on with whatever you do. And my previous company back in Maryland, we did a lot of free planning. I can remember in the office with my boss, talking about jobs and thinking about jobs making these plans and then doesn't get sold. The planning process is a critical point because you're getting paid for it. And that way, that time is justified because it does take time to come up with solutions. The planning process also gives customers choices. It's like the whole thing from start to finish is giving the customer an option, right? So there's even at the planning process, there are different packages built and it puts the ownership back on to the customer as well or a shared 
ownership of what the results are going to be, because not everything will fit into the budget necessarily. That's a great point, too, because it's you're giving them a very detailed scope of work and several packages of scopes of work. And for a client, they feel like they're getting what they paid for, where I've been intentionally vague as in sales on you're bidding for a job and you kind of don't want to tip your hand so much. And maybe if you did tip your hand, they would just take that to somebody else. But yeah, the planning process is very detailed and the clients that I've delivered it to have been very happy with the scope of work where they have options and they can understand why do you do this? Why do we want to spray foam the attic for this reason and, and things like that? They also own that scope of work so they can get other bids if they want to. That's another beautiful aspect of it. Hopefully they would choose you or perhaps there's some parts that a normal HVAC contractor isn't going to do, spray foam and things of that nature. And so, but they own it at that point. They've paid for it and hopefully they've seen the value in it. And that's a good point. Yeah, I think that every step of the way, the intent is to provide value. So if the plug was pulled at any step of the way, the clients have been given what they paid for. And then a couple other points in the process as uh, quality control and continuous optimization. Michael, in your words, what are those two aspects? It goes back to my partnership thing, right? And it's an evolving deal. People may utilize a house differently. Perhaps kids moved out or it's a fine tuning throughout the life of the system, which is kind of the way it should work anyways. I mean, you can't always be able to get everything set up, whether it's time or just trying to get heat going, let's say, when you're doing a retrofit and having the understanding that there are tweaks and things that can be done to fit the use case of the client because it's a complicated system with typical HVAC equipment today and homes in general. Yeah, let me add to that is that the actual being present with the project where you're overseeing things and then when the project's over to have equipment, data loggers, things like that to give you feedback. And really, when you have that feedback loop, that accelerates the learning curve. I think a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this in the past, where you just kind of don't want to know. <laughs> so if the customer, if you don't hear from them, eh, you must have done a good job where with this process, you're getting feedback immediately. You have FUBOTs in place, monitoring temperature, humidity, things like that. And that work's been done. So that's why Nate feels so comfortable with this process because he has years of data, of feedback that he can go back to and say, look, this works. Heat load calc comes out at 50,000 BTUs I'm going to put a 40,000 BTU furnace in because I know it'll work. I know they don't make a 40,000. But my point is that the feedback loop is a huge part of it and accelerates your learning curve. So if somebody else wanted to get involved with this, say they got interested or wanted to learn a little bit more, what's the best way? I know there's a Facebook group out there. Is that sort of limited or restricted or is that the way you communicate and learn? 
Yeah, I would say Facebook tends to be, at least where I'm at, people can reach out to me directly. I'm not sure if you have to be invited to the Home Performance 2.0 development group or not, but that's a group on Facebook. But if anybody reaches out to me online or my email is mhousehomeenergy.com, I'll be able to open up the doorways that need opened. Sure, Neil's the same way. Facebook is where I'm most active. Got it. And that's house is spelled H-O-U-S-H. So M-H-O-U-S-H at househomeenergy.com. Correct. And we didn't mention actually the area of the country you folks work in. Neil, where do you work out of? What area of the country? Yeah, I'm in Richmond. So that's kind of like the Charlottesville, Richmond area. And Michael, how about your territory? Where do you work? I'm in Cincinnati, Dayton area of Ohio. Neil, any way to reach you or you just want to be contacted maybe through the Facebook group? No, just contact Michael. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Facebook. My email address is neil at comfort.com. You can find me on Facebook pretty easily in the HVAC school group and also the Home Performance 2.0 development group. I'm always happy to answer questions and help. And Comparetto, C-O-M-P-A-R-E-T-T-O. Correct. Okay, very good. See, any other closing thoughts you guys got here? Just that I really feel that home performance is where at least residential HVAC is going to be shifting to or should. There's a lot of opportunity for HVAC contractors to own that space, and they should own it. So this is a good way of starting that pathway. And I really feel so much better about what I'm doing since I've incorporated home performance into my HVAC work. One thing that I think we might have mentioned along the way, but this is based on something called Sandler. Is that correct? Yes. Part of what Sandler's selling, uh, David Sandler has a uh, process of sales. And there's a book on, you can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar or something like that. And that's kind of like the introductory book to read. And it really, I know it's kind of like some people are a little turned off by sales techniques and stuff like that, but it is a mutually beneficial approach and something where you can operate with integrity and still get results. Yeah. You can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. I just found it here. It's like the audio files, like 20 bucks. It's well worth it. I mean, it's really change the way I do things every day, even in my HVAC life. And so to me, it's well worth it and allows a, like Neil said, it's operating with integrity and intention in how things go. And it really works better for someone that doesn't know what they're doing per se. I mean, it's all about asking questions and listening, really, and being open to the answers the clients tell you, because they're going to be different for everybody. There sounds like it's got a couple dozen high points for both the contractor and the customer there, and really sounds like it makes uh, work a little bit more interesting. And I heard the word fun there a couple times. Absolutely. I mean, it just makes everything 
flow in a natural progression, in my opinion. So it's always been a frustration of mine with how the typical HVAC quoting process works. And so being able to slow that process down has offered tremendous benefits for myself, at least. Very good. Neil, do you have anything kind of in summary? No, I think that's about it for me. Okay. And Michael, anything else? I'd just like to say that Nate and Ted have been great to work with, and they have such in-depth knowledge on everything, but they're also able to put it in a way that a dummy like me can understand. (laughs) I don't think you're any dummy. I've seen some of the work you've done. You're no dummy. You just play that part. (laughs) You're a pretty good guy. You too, Neil. So I want to thank you both for coming on to talk about Home Performance 2.0. really sounds like it's something that's in development, that there's a path forward for this. I think I'll have you back maybe in six months, nine months, something like that. Get a couple more projects under your belt, and we'll talk about Home Performance 2.1, maybe. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Sounds good, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Hope you got some good information from Neil and Michael in this podcast, because I think they were really pouring it out there. They're sort of on the cutting edge here in working with Nate and Ted in developing this system. They decided to devote a large portion of their time and their business energy into this HP 2.0, Home Performance 2.0. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the Building HVAC Science Podcast, please email me at bill at bluecollarroots.com. And as a reminder, Blue Collar Roots is a network of trade-oriented podcasts, and you can learn more about those by going to bluecollarroots.com, where we're doing our help to help transform and professionalize the trades by filling in the skills gap through training, communication, in some cases, entertainment. Not sure about that entertainment thing, though. Well, let's end with a quote for the day here and get all serious again. Having worked with Nate and Ted for a little bit, I understand that they're really trying to do something they believe is right. So here's a quote by Jasmine Guy. As the middle begins to feel safe enough to accept some of the so-called radical thinking, ideas move to the middle and a new edge is created. That's what I think these guys are doing here. These four guys, Neil, Michael, Nate, and Ted, they're moving to the edge. They're creating a new edge here. This is something really cutting edge. So I hope you get something out of this and you get in touch with them, even just to challenge their thinking. It'd be great. Thanks again for listening to the Building HVAC Science Podcast. We look forward to you listening again sometime or even subscribing. That'd be a great thing. Or giving us a ranking or rating on the iTunes podcast store. Thanks a lot, everyone. And we welcome you back again to another edition of the Building HVAC Science Podcast. Thank you.